Santa Cruz Guitar Company is one of the top small bench boutique American guitar makers in existence. It was started around 1976 by Richard Hoover, and today Santa Cruz Guitar Company makes about 400 guitars per year. What some of the big guitar manufacturers do in a single day. But this attention to detail and offering such an array of custom options is exactly what sets them apart. And on today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you my eight favorite Santa Cruz guitars ever to be made. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 240 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. A little bit later on today's show, you'll be meeting TAC family member Sean. And Sean's going to help all of us guitar geeks fight the summer slide. What is the summer slide? Well, remember back in grade school when summer would happen and you basically forgot everything you learned? Well, that's not just limited to school. The summer slide can happen in your guitar journey as well, and Sean's going to offer some tips to help you fight that. You're also going to see what the TAC family is working on today, and it's a guitar lick by the name of Bugs Bunny. Yes, one of the cartoon greats. Plus, your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use awaits, and that includes new music, New music, new music, and yes, new music. But first, let's dive into my favorite, my eight favorite Santa Cruz guitars. And be sure to grab a pen or pencil because this list is chocked full of amazing instruments. Let's start right in on this countdown. And this is gonna be a true countdown. Starting at number eight, moving to number one, my absolute favorite Santa Cruz guitar ever made. A guitar that I think everybody should have the chance to play. A guitar that I think everyone should experience because it is that good. It truly is a desert island guitar. Now, quick disclaimer before we jump in. The Santa Cruz Guitar Company is a custom shop. So while I'll be citing standard models, some of the guitars that you're gonna hear today have some custom alterations. So please do keep that in mind. Okay, let's dig in. Coming in at number eight is the Santa Cruz Double O Sky. This guitar is extremely versatile and it sounds lush and beautiful. It rings like a bell, yet it has focus. This guitar is 12 frets to the body. It has a deeper body, so it does not lack in bass in any way, shape, or form. It's got a cocobolo back and sides, or rather it has cocobolo back and sides, and an Adirondack spruce top. This guitar is powerful, it's small, it's mighty, it's focused. Good lord, this is an amazing guitar. Let's give it a listen. Sorry, Tom Sands just sent me a preview clip of Clive Carroll and Will McNichol in his studio playing guitar together, and it is gorgeous. The video is likely out now, and wow, just take in the acoustic beauty. In fact, since it's out now, let's just interrupt the show for one second and take a sneak peek. of small and mighty, coming in at number seven is the Firefly. This is the smallest guitar in Santa Cruz's lineup. However, 
it does not lack in anything. It doesn't lack in bass, it doesn't lack in power, it doesn't lack in resonance, and it certainly doesn't lack in comfort. In fact, side note, this is the most comfortable small body guitar that I have ever played. Why? Because the waist is cut in deep. It sits on your leg really nice and solidly, and this guitar does not move around. Something I found rather common with very small dare I say, travel size guitars. They kind of move around quite a bit. Not the case with the Firefly. Now, the Firefly that I have played had an old growth cedar top and rosewood back and sides. This thing was vibrant, responsive. It sounded pure, it sounded delicate, it sounded elegant. I'm running out of words to describe it with, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. to the opposite end of the spectrum. Coming in at number six is a Dreadnought, the Brad Paisley signature model. This guitar is a sonic cannon. It literally shoots sonic laser beams. It is very much a Dreadnought, and it has all of the things we want from a Dreadnought. This guitar is a Bear Claw Sitka Spruce top, Indian Rosewood back and sides, and it very much has the vibe of a pre-war guitar. Not a pre-war guitar company guitar, but an actual pre-war Martin guitar. Designed by Brad Paisley and Richard Hoover, in combination a dynamic duo, and holy smokes did they hit a grand slam with this guitar. Here it is. Getting odd for number five. Number five is an odd number. The guitar that's in the number five spot is an odd guitar. Not because it's weird, because the neck meets the body at the 13th fret. Coming in at number five is the H13. I had the chance to play a custom model H13 and talk about a guitar that is versatile. 13 frets to the body, as I mentioned. It positions the bridge plate in the sweet spot of the top for maximum resonance and maximum response. This guitar also has a deeper body, and the one that I played, just to get the specs correct, had a, um, Sorry, it had a European spruce top and it had mahogany back and sides. This guitar had a dry tone, it had a very woody tone, and it matched fingerstyle so well. It had the thud, it had the thump, it had this wonderful pillowy-like bass that was just perfect for any old blues tune uh, played fingerstyle on this instrument. A real dandy, let's give it a listen. Coming in at number four is the one that got away, and it's another H model. Yes, another H model, but not an H13. This H model is a highly custom H model from Heartbreaker Guitars. I should say they had it. I had the chance to play it when I was there, and holy smokes, I should have just done it. I should have just done it. Okay, so coming in at number four, to be specific, is an H model that was highly customized. It had a Bear Claw Sitka Spruce top. It had flame maple back and sides. This H model is 14 frets to the body, and that, that extra access to those two frets above the 12th fret is awesome. It doesn't seem like much, 
It's awesome. This guitar sings with articulation. This guitar sings with directness and this wonderful punchy responsiveness. This guitar flat picked incredibly well. Now, I usually don't associate flat picking with a smaller body guitar, but this guitar was more than capable. It, hand, it handled the flat pick handily. Let's go ahead and hear this instrument. The number three spot is held by the Tony Rice Signature model, specifically the Tony Rice Pro. European spruce top, Brazilian rosewood back and sides, an enlarged sound hole, and the most elegant fretboard and headstock you'll ever see. It's stark, it's classy, you've got the Santa Cruz Guitar Company logo on it, the headstock is blank yet very stately. Literally, the fingerboard and the headstock of this instrument always take my breath away. This guitar sounds incredible. It's clear, it's concise, it's direct, and the enlarged sound hole, well, it looks awesome, but it also takes some of the woof out of the guitar, meaning a smaller sound hole adds this bass boxiness that really can come through in a negative way on a microphone. When you enlarge that sound hole, the guitar speaks much more clearly without that woof. I don't know how else to describe it. This guitar is sonically complete. Let's go ahead and hear it. On to the number two spot. And I have to say this, I had the absolute honor and pleasure of being one of the first people to play this instrument. The first being Matt Chalka of Eddie's Guitars. Coming in at number two is the Matt Chalka Custom Fingerstyle Model. Yes, the Custom FS Model from Santa Cruz Guitar Company. This guitar was designed by Matt for a very specific function. He wanted a guitar that was responsive, light as a feather, and could handle alternate tunings and do so in an elegant way, letting each string speak, letting the guitar resonate, but not in such a way that dominates the true tone. This guitar, he hit a grand slam. If there was something more than a grand slam, Santa Cruz and Matt Chalka hit it. They did it. I don't know if there's anything more than a Grand Slam. I wish there was because this guitar fits the bill. This guitar has a moon spruce top, Honduran mahogany back and sides, and it has these wonderful Brazilian rosewood accents. I believe the headstock veneer is Brazilian rosewood. The fingerboard is Brazilian rosewood, as is the bridge. Matt uh, actually received this guitar in Montana some years back when he was here for the Acoustic Life Festival. We had a chance to play it right here in the studio, and wow. Talk about taking your breath away. Talk about a guitar that just has it all. It, it, it's got it all. Let's go ahead and listen. Now check this out. Because of the popularity of that guitar that Matt designed with Santa Cruz, I believe Eddie's is actually stocking those instruments as a stock instrument. So if you dug the tone and you're looking for a modern fingerstyle guitar, I would reach out to Matt because um, yeah, that guitar was such a hit. 
I do believe they're stocking them. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty darn sure. And Matt knows that guitar inside and out, as you could likely imagine. On to the number one spot. The number one spot is occupied by the vintage Southerner. This guitar is a Desert Island guitar. This guitar is one that I have the pleasure of owning. It's one that I have the pleasure of playing. So yes, I'm biased, but seriously, this guitar is one that everybody should play. This guitar is light as a feather and the spec sheet for a standard vintage Southerner doesn't really read like something amazing, right? It's got a, a Sitka spruce top. Now they come with Adirondack spruce. Mine has a Sitka spruce top and mahogany back and sides. Shorter 24 and three quarter inch scale length and really nothing that wows you. But once you play it, I guarantee you, you will be wowed. Talk about a dry, woody tone. This guitar sounds like it's 50 years old right out of the box, plain and simple. Talk about playing comfort. Between the shorter scale length and the satin finished neck, it's a dream to play. Talk about elegance, white ivory button tuners, this wonderful end grain ivory inlay Santa Cruz Guitar Company across the headstock. I don't know what else to say about this guitar. It, it's kind of modeled after a Gibson J45, and I stand firm in saying that the Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner will eat any Gibson J45, any modern-made Gibson J45 for lunch, period, no contest. And I think the Gibson J45 is a fine-sounding guitar. I think it's a great-sounding guitar. However, when you pit the Gibson J45 up against the Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner, it's no contest. It's like Mike Tyson fighting, uh, you know, a, a kid that weighs 90 pounds and has never boxed in his life. No shade on the Gibson J45. Let me be honest here though. The Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner is a monster of an instrument. It can handle anything you throw at it. You want a flat pick? Sure. You could do so on a, on a Santa Cruz Vintage Southerner. You want a finger pick? Go ahead, it'll handle that as well. You wanna use finger picks? Sure. You wanna play slide? Yep, it, it's there for that as well. This guitar is so well-rounded. It's, it's truly a jack of all trades, and I think the best Santa Cruz guitar ever to be made. Here's how it sounds. Your turn, I've got two questions for you. Do you have a favorite Santa Cruz guitar? And if so, let me know in the comments below. Alternatively, had you never heard about Santa Cruz guitars prior to today's episode? If that's the case, you can let me know in the comments as well. Go ahead and grab your guitar because now it's time to see what the TAC family is working on today. See, every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays, there's a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, I almost said Fridays. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday, and the TAC family is working on a guitar lick. Here is exactly what they're working on. Bugs Bunny played the blues. Maybe, probably. I don't know if he did or he didn't, but the name of your guitar lick challenge for today is entitled Bugs Bunny, and it is indeed a blues lick in the key of A. And this particular lick, 
has so many possibilities. And we're actually gonna divide this directly in half and I wanna show you how to use the first half and then how to use the second half by themselves. So by themselves, uh, each measure is useful and then all together, the entire thing is useful. But you need to hear it first so you can get excited about the lick. Here's how it sounds. Really fun, uh, mojo, spicy blues lick. And I'm gonna break it down here for you in just a moment, again, measure by measure, uh, because I want you to see that together, this lick is amazing, but if you pull it apart and look at each measure, you've got some really potent musical chunks here. But first, Tack fam, uh, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in. This happens to be your daily challenge for today. Click Start Challenge, that'll take you to the teaching video. Once you get familiar with it, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to pull up the tab right next to the video by clicking that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. Okay, so this lick, as I mentioned, I think a couple of times already, we're gonna, we're gonna just rip it right in half. In its entirety, it's very useful, it's a great ending lick. That's kind of standard fare, but we can actually create grooves based on individual measures of this lick. So let's look at the first measure. We can actually repeat it to create this wonderful groove, this hypnotic blues groove. And if you maintain it, you can play a full four measures of a 12 bar blues, and never really even play a chord. Just this single note line will perpetuate the rhythm and continue to insinuate an A7 chord. Here's how that would sound. As you can tell, repeated, uh, it really carries a lot of rhythmic momentum and it's really fun to play. You almost, you almost get lost in it. As I mentioned, it's kind of hypnotic. Now, the latter half, the, the final measure of this lick is a great fill. You can finger pick an A7 chord, move to the lick, come back to an A7 chord. That would sound something like this. Just a great use for the latter half of this lick. You know, I think it's so cool to always look at a lick in its entirety and say, you know, it's two or three measures and then start cherry picking the things that you think will work or that you really like. And a lot of times, and this lick is a great example, is you can divvy it up measure by measure and find these wonderful little gems that are useful outside of the lick as an entire phrase. You can create these wonderful mini phrases. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope, I hope you do enjoy getting a glimpse at what the TAC fam is working on. I hope you find it beneficial for your guitar journey. Now, I wanna get back to the Acoustic Tuesday show, but real quickly, I wanna talk about what it means to end your playing session on a high note. You know, a lot of times when we're playing something, we're working on something new, it feels good, we're starting to get it under our fingers, and then we continue to play it, we continue to drive it home, and as we fatigue, sometimes mistakes start working their way into something we felt like we just learned and we're playing well. And it can bring in frustration. And this is a really vicious cycle, or it can be a very vicious cycle, because what ends up happening is we ride this wave of we're learning, we're learning, we get it, we got it under our fingers, it sounds good, mistakes start happening, mistakes, oh my God, can I even play this anymore? What the hell did I learn? Oh, this, this playing session wasn't good. 
When you find yourself at the top of that wave, feeling super good about what you're learning, play it one more time, play it two more times, and then call the session for today. End it on a high note. Why? Well, for two reasons. Number one, it's gonna feel really good because you sat down to learn something and you did it. Number two, it plants the seed for your next playing session. It makes you yearn for your next playing session. It cultivates this positive momentum that has you reaching for the guitar, that has you excited to reach for the guitar again, that has you wanting to grab your guitar and making sure that you still have it under your fingers. It just creates this wonderful, uh, like I said, positive momentum. So try your best to end your playing sessions on a high note. Feel good putting away your guitar and feel good and get excited about picking up your guitar again the next day. I hope that helps and I hope that's something that you can start integrating to each and every one of your playing sessions. The summer slide. Yes, it can happen in your guitar journey. When summer comes around, all of a sudden, guitar time now has competition. See, in the winter, you look out the window, you see the snow coming down, it's windy, it's blustery, it's freezing out, and you think to yourself, uh, yeah, I'll just stay inside and have a cup of coffee and play guitar. No contest. Summer is a different story. You could go camping, you could go on a road trip, you could quite simply take a walk around the neighborhood, you could go visit the neighbor. All of a sudden, guitar time now has competition. The days are longer. And you think to yourself, I could just play guitar tomorrow. I'm gonna go out and enjoy this evening. And that's totally fine. I want you to live your life. However, I do want you to maintain a solid guitar routine as well. And Sean, TAC family member Sean, has the key to your success. He has the key to fighting the summer slide. During the last Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90-day progress party, I had the chance to talk to Sean. And he revealed a secret tip that we should all use in our guitar journey, specifically around summertime. Now, we're gonna hear from Sean and about his guitar journey, and then afterwards, I'm gonna come back and spell out the pro tip that he offered all of us. And it's something you can do right now to make sure that you fight the summer slide. Here's Sean. I signed up for Tony's from, for the challenge because my wife was taking uh, classes at school. Well we've run out of the subsequent funding from her work. So we're, she's now not taking classes for at least the next 90 days. And so now I no longer have tons of free time to myself about the same time that the snow has stopped here in central Ohio and the cold. So there's yard work to be done and a lot of other distractions. Like I've got options of stuff to do now. So um, just kind of sticking with the, once the kids are in bed and once the evening's chores are done, not sitting down on the couch to watch TV or whatever, but I need to sit down and, play for my 15 minutes. Okay, so what did Sean do to make sure that the summer slide wouldn't affect him? I'll tell you, he cited some hurdles and obstacles that would come his way and he made a plan around them. He said, you know what? My wife's not doing school anymore, so my personal time's gonna be crunched. Also, with the coming of summer, you got yard work, you have all these other responsibilities. So he, he noted two problems that would affect his guitar routine. And not only did he note those problems, he made a plan around them. So when they happened, he wouldn't be dumbfounded and not be sure what to do. Part of the battle of maintaining a solid guitar routine is knowing realistically what might get in the way. And not just knowing what might get, the way, what might get in the way, but making a plan around it. So when the inevitable happens, you know what to do. You don't have to think about it and you won't be derailed. So when you've cited something that might take you off course, I want you to make an if-then plan. 
Here's an example. If yard work starts to affect my guitar routine, then I'll go ahead and change the time that I play from the afternoon to the morning. This way I can still get my guitar playing in and I'll be able to do the yard work as well. It's that simple. It seems like a small step, but it is one of the most important things you can do. Because on paper, playing five, seven days a week might look awesome and might be doable. But when you bring the reality of real life into the picture, sometimes that's not as doable. So make the plan and work the plan when the inevitable curveballs happen. Okay, I want you to run to your closet, go ahead and grab your skateboard, and as a skateboard gang, we're all gonna head down to Houston, Texas. Yes, the Acoustic Tuesday Skateboard Gang is making its way to Houston, Texas to visit Jonathan Ortega, a guitar geek that wants to share his guitar signal with you. Now, Jonathan's name might sound familiar because a few months back, I featured his guitar signal on the show. However, he has an updated guitar signal that he wants to share with all of us. And this comes at a very timely time. This is a very timely submission because a few episodes back, I talked about signature guitars and Gibson had just released the Elvis Dove and the Elvis J200. Well, it just so happens that Jonathan is an enormous Elvis fan. Here's what Jonathan has to say about his guitar signal. Hey, Tony, I'm Jonathan from Houston, Texas. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for asking, I'm doing just fine. I'm actually finally getting over this cold, I think. Uh, months ago, you featured me on the Guitar Gratitude segment, and now here's my guitar signal. On my top right corner is my 2019 Orangewood Echo, and my top left corner is my 2020 Epiphone Dove. On my bottom right corner is my 2020 Orangewood Duke Jumbo Live, and my bottom right corner is my 2012 Fender Kingman Elvis Presley Signature. It's modeled after the one Elvis used on his 1967 movie, Clambake. In my arms is my 2008 Epiphone EJ200 Elvis Presley signature model after Elvis' 1956 Gibson J200. Thanks for the awesome show you post every Tuesday. Jonathan, thank you so much for watching. Jonathan, thank you so much for submitting your guitar signal. And if you're sitting at home thinking to yourself, and I know you're thinking, I want my guitar signal featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Here's the deal. Guitar signals don't have to be huge. You could have one single guitar, and I would welcome that guitar signal just as much as I would welcome a guitar signal of 20 guitars. All guitar signals are welcome, and here's exactly how you get your guitar signal featured on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I wanna to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar signal, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar signal shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. Quick update on the Tom Sands conversation. Uh, I saw the sneak peek of that video 
And uh, I said, that is magic. To which he replied, just you wait. To which I replied, I mean, seriously, I feel like I should go to a cave and practice or try and have a vision quest of sorts. Yeah, it's that good. Uh, great stuff. I love that Tom not only makes incredible guitars, but he also shoots some of the most incredible videos at his studio. He shoots incredible videos about guitar making, about Tonewoods, and he features some absolutely absolute mind-blowing musicians. Uh, just awesome stuff. Thank you, Tom, for putting incredible things out into the world, both guitars and just beautiful, beautiful music from some of your dear friends. Okay, let's move on to uh, uh, your dose of weekly, your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use, and it is chock full of new music. First and foremost, we've got a new album coming from Adrian Ballou. If you've never heard Adrian Ballou before, you gotta check out his album, String Slinger. But that's not the new one coming out. The new one has yet to be named. The new one has, I believe, yet to be recorded. However, he certainly has been rehearsing. Now, Adrian's gonna record this album with Antoine DeFour, who's another amazing fingerstyle guitar player who you need to check out. And um, as I mentioned, Adrian has been rehearsing. And here's a little sneak peek as to what he will be recording here in the coming months. Yes, another new music alert is next. Ferris and Jason Romero have a brand new album coming out June 17th on the Smithsonian Folkways label. It will be entitled Tell Em You Were Gold. If you're not familiar with Ferris and Jason Romero, two things. Number one, if you like Gillian Welch and David Rawlings, you need to check out Ferris and Jason. They're an incredible folk duo. Light, sensitive, delicate, elegant, yeah, it's just mm, chef's kiss. Uh, the second thing you need to be aware of is Jason and Ferris also build incredible banjos. Like breathtaking, amazing, handmade banjos. Oh, such incredible stuff. But the focus is music right now, and they just released a single off of their upcoming album. Again, that album will be released on June 17th. You can pre-order it right now. Let's go ahead and listen to their new song entitled Souvenir. All right, all right, all right. I've got one more new music alert for you. Actually, one and a half more new music alerts for you. I know that might not make sense, but it will here in a moment. Let's do things one at a time. John Moreland. He's one of my favorite songwriters on the planet, plain and simple. If you like songwriting, if you are a lyric fan, John Moreland is somebody you need to know about. Now, I first heard John Moreland when he opened up for Iron and Wine in Missoula, this was some years ago, and his opening set was captivating. It's one of those sets where you're listening to the music, you're hearing the lyrics, and you're thinking to yourself, how can someone write this beautifully? 
it, it was that, that good. Okay, he's got a new album coming out July 22nd. You can pre-order it right now. Uh, the new album will be entitled Birds in the Ceiling. And he just released a new single entitled Ugly Faces. And you're gonna go ahead and listen to that right now. This dirty place don't want you here. Looks like you're stuck another year. You close your eyes and see. Strip mall under sunburst sky. Okay, this one technically is not new music, but it is something that is musically exciting and it's new news. So that's where it gets the kind of 0.5 in the new music scale. Uh, Jeffrey Foucault. Again, another favorite songwriter of mine. You know, I mentioned a couple episodes back that he was in the UK for a few dates. And I thought to myself, you know what? I need to start letting the Acoustic Tuesday viewers who are in the UK know about shows that are coming their way. I feel like I'm a rapper. I'm just rhyming everything. Well, Jeffrey Foucault just announced that in, in November, he will be heading back to the UK and doing a more expansive tour. I believe he'll be there for maybe the greater part of the month of November. I'm not entirely sure. Make sure to check out his website for the date announcements. And I have to say, if you're in a town or in an area that Jeffrey will be touring over in the UK, um, stop everything, get tickets, and check them out. This isn't something This isn't something that happens all that often, and it's, it's one of those musical moments that you have to seize. You will have a life-changing experience. Again, um, one of my favorite songwriters, right up there with, with John Moreland, whom I just mentioned, and uh, you're in for a treat. I'll just say this. If you get tickets, you're in for a treat. So again, be sure to watch his website for the date announcements and when and where he will be playing over in the UK. And uh, I think on that note, on those very new, fresh musical notes. I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, yes, we got to take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I'll be talking about the best acoustic albums of the 80s. Now, I was going to do the 70s, but I thought to myself in a last minute panic, in a last minute panic, you know what? The 80s weren't really known for acoustic music. So I wanna challenge myself. I wanna dig up the best acoustic albums of the 1980s. That's coming your way next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here on YouTube, and that is 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And one more thing before I let you go today, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it for yourself, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And remember, be nice and play guitar. I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers.